Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. We welcome you into a Thursday edition of Sports Scene ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch, talk some sports. David Cherba is producing today, I must tell you. Uh, I will apologize right away. <clears throat> uh, scratchy throat today. Feel fine, but just a uh, little tickle in the throat. Um, bear with me today. If everything goes right today, going to have a fun show. In that, Sean Kelly, the voice of the Gators, will be here. And right after Sean, voice of the Gators, Mick Hubert, will be here. Yeah, back to back. Mick is going to tell you about being Mr. Two Bits this week. Um, you know, tell you what he's up to in retirement. I'm um, looking forward to talking to him again. That's uh, coming up today. Uh, some things to talk about. I really enjoy engaging my students, uh, especially when the conversation comes to things in sports, because that's the area we work in. And we were talking this morning. And I threw out this question, and it, it got a lot of response, so I'm going to throw it out there today. If you were to make a power poll of the SEC in football, right now, today, who would be your top three, and where would you put Florida? I'll give you mine. I know Tennessee isn't very good on defense. But let me tell you why I have them number one right now. Because their offense can score on anybody. Anybody. Okay? And I think they have enough offensive firepower to overcome their defensive deficiency. Alabama isn't number one because... We don't know about Bryce Young. And because I think they're minus five or minus three in turnover margin, they've been very prone to that. And they've been very fortunate, fortunate to win a couple of games. Tennessee was too. Georgia, I could not believe this, is last in the SEC in sacks. For all of what they did a year ago, with, but look, when you lose that much talent to the NFL, right? I mean, they just don't grow on trees. Speaking of, let me before I go any further, with talent, two uh, athletes today are set to make their verbal commitments to defensive backs, and Florida's got a good shot. I think at at least one, and maybe both of them. So I think one is it. I want to say three, and one's at four, something like that. But we should know. This afternoon, if the Gators get a couple of verbal commits for future classes. So, again, as you call in today, who would be your top three in the SEC in football right now? And then where would you put Florida? What number would you put Florida at? One of the things I really enjoy doing, and I hope it shows with you, is to discuss the big picture in college sports, discuss some of the you know, 50,000-foot things that are happening that may be just a tad under the radar, okay? 
the Big 12 is already looking and talking with ESPN and Fox about a new deal. This is two years before the current contract expires. Very smart. Very smart. And remember, the Big Ten just finished a $7 billion, with a B, dollar deal with Fox, CBS, NBC. The ACC commissioner has said there is a lot of push, to quote him, to expand the college football playoff sooner, sooner than 2026. They're pushing to do it in 2024. And wouldn't that be interesting because when do Oklahoma and Texas, right? That'll be interesting. Then, if that happens, don't you think the SEC is going to have to get off its duff and announce what the league is in terms of, is it a pod system? You know, how many SEC games do you play? Do you eliminate divisions? I mean, I I don't know why they haven't done that already, but if, if this happens, folks, that's just two years away. That means this year and next year, and we got an expanded playoff. If, if it happens, that's pretty good. Okay? So that's interesting in and of itself. So we'll talk about all these things. Pick up the phone. Call us. 392. Oh, and the other thing they're talking about, sort of under the radar, and I'll get your thoughts on this too, is expanding the NCAA basketball tournament, putting more teams in the tournament. At first, I didn't like that. I'm kind of a purist, but you know what? If you think about it, it didn't used to be this many teams, and it was smaller before. So, I mean, the only constants change. So why not take a look at that? And then if you see that this is where my creative mind flows, Every once in a while, I get a, I get a pearl. Suppose you expand the field. I'm going to ask Sean about this. Supposing you expand the field. Well, then, couldn't you have buys? Couldn't you have co- reward a conference champion? Could you then not say, the, you know, X, X teams get a buy going into it because they want a conference? I mean, there's a lot of things, I think, that can happen with this. So it's pretty good. And then... Uh, I got to give Sean credit here because uh, he and I, you know, it, as many times as I'm wrong, and I admit that I'm wrong, but we were right on this one, right? Last, last week we said close game, low scoring game. That's exactly what you got with Missouri. I'm anxious to see what he has to say about, about LSU because I think it's going to be the same. I think it's going to be kind of the same deal, but we will find that out when Sean Kelly joins us here momentarily. So get your questions, calls, comments, emails, whatever else you got ready to go with Sean here, 392-8255, and you can email srussell at wruf.com. Baseball playoffs. Really good. How about, look, the, cur- the kiss of death is me picking somebody to win because normally they don't. But I-, I said it before the start. I mean, it wasn't a sexy pick, but I thought the Astros and the Dodgers were the favorites and would be In the series, the Astros had a miraculous win after Verlander was shelled. And then the Padres even the series with the Dodgers. So 
you know, anything is possible. Um, okay, this is Jim. I haven't been able to, maybe Sean can help me here. I haven't been able to listen this week. I'm not sure you talked about this. Oklahoma State player calling a fair catch on an onside kick. Apparently when that happens, the kicking team now can't interfere with the receiving team recovering the ball. And if they do, it's a penalty, which is what happened. Genius. If that's the case, I've never heard of that. I, I don't know. Let me welcome Sean, by the way. Hi. The voice of the Gator, Sean Kelly, is here. <laughs> There's got to be some rule for that past yeah. the 10-yard buffer, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm going to try to look it up. But I, I've i never heard of that before. Have you? No, but it would make sense to do it. Yeah. And I, I'm just Googling something here. Um, and uh, they, it, they executed the kick, um, but... That it, 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 there's a video accompanying this. He does wave his arm. Officials caught it. And apparently, you can do that. Close the loophole. Don't take away another thing. Because that's what it'll do. Yes. Look, you know who was a master at finding these little things in the rule? But Sean Payton was. He was the first head coach I watched. He had his team practice on kickoff return. If a kicker put it down near the pylon, okay, if you put one foot inbounds and one foot out of out of bounds, and you field the ball, you have an advantage there, much like you would if, you know, a fl- if the kicker kicked it out of bounds and there was a flag on the play. But he was a genius at those little details and made sure they practiced those things, you know, in the event they could exploit it. Here is what the NCAA rulebook says: <clears throat> a fair catch of a free kick is a catch by a team B player who has made a valid signal during an untouched free kick. I did not know that. I didn't either. I mean, I, 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 mean, I knew what the rule was on a traditional kickoff, obviously. Correct, yes. But I, I didn't think that, obviously, that I guess that applies. It's still a free kick. Yeah. As long as it doesn't touch anybody. That's the thing. As long right. as it doesn't touch anybody. And then it says, during a free kick, a player of the receiving team in position to receive the ball has the same kick, catch, and fair catch protection. Protection. Whether the ball is kicked directly off the tee or immediately driven into the ground, strikes the ground once and goes into the air in the manner of a ball kicked directly off the tee. That's a player safety issue, number one. Uh, it'd be no different. I mean, if you, if you, whether you call for fair catch or not in that onside kick situation, if you field the ball cleanly, this just prevents the player then having to be hit or go down on his own. The play is immediately dead. So uh, maybe it doesn't take away as much as I think. But it is, it's, I didn't ever see that. So thank you for sending me that. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's fascinating. And you can bet now that's going to go all over the place now, right? I mean, Oh, absolutely. You bet. Because yes. that's going to take that away. Yes. It's going to just eliminate well, it. Well, it may not eliminate it all the way the more that we're sitting here. But it certainly gives... You, it gives you a little, not protection, uh, a little room for error in that on as, as the receiving team. Jim, thank you for that. Appreciate it. Love when the listeners help. That's a big time email right there. Yeah, good yeah. stuff, Jim. A plus today for yes. you, Jim. Twelve fourteen. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Voice of the Gator, Sean Kelly joins us. Call him up. Ask him questions. That's why he's here. We'll get his thoughts on last week. Look ahead to uh, Florida LSU. ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. 
on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Nathaniel Wilson. Week 6 of the NFL season kicks off tonight as the struggling Washington Commanders take on the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field. Both teams are looking to bounce back following Week 5 losses. Coverage begins right here at 7.30 p.m. The 13th-ranked Florida volleyball team heads to Starkville, Mississippi to take on the Mississippi State Bulldogs in a two-match conference series beginning Friday. In their last SEC action, the Gators swept the series against LSU. In Major League Baseball, the New York Yankees will host the Cleveland Guardians tonight in Game 2 of the ALDS. The Yankees hold a 1-0 lead in the series and are expected to start Nestor Cortez on the mound. The Guardians are expected to start Shane Bieber. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Nathaniel Wilson. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Folks, Southeast Car Agency at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. Got to give them a lot of credit, all right? They've done one thing, but they've done it really well. And they've done it for over 40 years. And it's been done by one family. The Cousins family, since opening their doors 40-plus years ago, has given you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. Another great thing they try to do. They try to give you the largest selection, the widest selection possible. Different makes, models, transmissions, speeds, whatever. They do their very best to give you the best selection when you come see them. You can come see them in person, Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. Test drive the vehicles. There's sales staff there to help you out. Or go online, secars.com. And you can check out everything, all the details about the vehicles. And they also update the website when cars leave and vehicles come in. They've been doing it for 40-plus years. They've been providing me with automobiles for a very long time. And everyone I've had from Southeast Car Agency has been a terrific car for me. I trust they'll do the same thing for you. See them in person. Make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. We are all on this planet together. So join Odyssey and find your one thing. After Halloween this year, don't throw out your jack-o'-lantern. Use it to start composting instead. Pumpkins and other gourds are perfect additions to any compost pile. Also, you can add container soil and roots from potted plants that have withered away. And if you have a garden, be sure to add garden waste from cleaning and pruning, like stems, roots, and leaves. Join Odyssey. And together, each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? Hurricane season is here, and now is the time to make a plan and secure your home. Take inventory of your home's hurricane preparedness kit. Don't forget about your pets. Even if you evacuate, secure your home's windows and doors from the storm. Being prepared helps protect your family and home. This hurricane season, don't delay. Make a plan today. Know your zone. Know your home. Learn more at floridadisaster.org. This message is sponsored by the Florida Division of Emergency Management. Florida Association of Broadcasters on this radio station. It's everybody's favorite time of year, Gator football season. And where do Gator fans gather before, during, and after Gator football games? Easy. The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Stop in before the game for a few drinks and a bite to eat and then walk to the stadium. After the game, stroll directly across University Avenue and party all night long. And if you don't have tickets to the game, The Social has 60 huge flat screen TVs, so you won't miss one second of the action. You'll even be able to hear the roar of the crowd from The Social's rooftop bar. 
But you don't need to wait for a Gator game to head to the social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Follow them on social media or check out thesocialgnv.com for daily specials, including their famous all-day happy hour every Sunday. It's time to get social at The Social at Midtown. Sports is about overcoming obstacles. This is Ernie Johnson, Jr., and those are the stories I love to tell in the broadcast booth. But the courage of college athletes is more than matched by another group of young men, the boys fighting Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's the most prolific genetic killer diagnosed in childhood, and there's no cure. But college football coaches are doing something about it, and you can help. It's called Coach to Cure MD. Text the word CURE to 501501 to donate $25 on your next mobile phone bill or go online at coachtocuremd.org. Text the word CURE to 501501 today. Help college football coaches cure MD. You'll be proud you did. Brought to you by the American Football Coaches Association. Direct Auto Insurance is for uncompromisers. With savings of up to $1,044 per year when you switch to Direct Auto, you can stop compromising and keep driving. Get a free quote at directauto.com. Data from August 2021. New customer survey. Savings, if any, vary. How you buy can affect price. National General Group, Winston-Salem. The WRUF Radio App. Your source for sports. Every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM at 850 AM, WRUF. Man, we got a lot of questions, calls. For the voice of the air, Sean Kelly, that's good. 392-8255, email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Butch, you are first. Hello. Butch, go ahead. Hey, I didn't hear the little beep. Um, well, it's a simple question that may have been asked a million times this week. Is this an evaluation of Florida and LSU as to who is where at this point of a new coach and a new program? Does that make sense as a question? Yeah, it sure does. Makes sense. May not be fair. Some will do it. There's no doubt. I mean, they're both in the same boat right now. Um, both halfway through the first season of a first-year head coach. Did you know this is only the second time in this series that both Florida and LSU have had a new coach at the same time? Ooh. Good the other two program. would be, I know you know this if I say one of the names. I'll give you the LSU 1990. side. 1990. No. No? Okay. Les Miles and? Steve Spurrier. Urban Meyer, yeah, Urban Meyer and Les Miles, both were in their first year. That's the only other time we've had that in this series. Um, I think that actually, I I don't know. I'm not I'm not qualified to say one roster is better off than the other, or what one coach left the other guy in each of these situations. They're just um, there's a lot of unhappy people in Baton Rouge right now. I can tell you that. I think I think Napier has won more hearts and minds over here through six. Maybe so more so than Brian Kelly at this point. And that's one. Yeah, that's one question I have. And the other question I have is: Do you know if Bryce Young is a probable starter, a game time decision, not a starter? So I I listened to um, my good buddy Ian Fitzsimmons uh, doing SCC today or something on Sirius XM yesterday. Cole Kublik was with him 
Uh, and Cole seems to think that the word coming out of Alabama right now is that Bryce Young will play. Uh, and I'm just saying what he said. So please don't go make some crazy wager on this or whatever. <laughs> All I know is this, is that it's a shoulder injury. Uh, and whether he's cleared or not, let's, just, okay, let's say he's cleared, ready to go. Uh, don't you think that's going to have some kind of an effect? I mean, it's, it's not going to be comfortable for sure. Um, you know, we, we saw what happened to Stetson uh, Bennett, you know, when he had his shoulder injury. It, his, his turned out to be, you're done for the year. I don't, think, I don't think Alabama's in that situation yet, but something tells me um, with the caliber of opponent this week and the uh, profile of this game that they have, Mr. Young will probably be out there to take some snaps. He's a pretty tough kid. He is a tough kid. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Butch. Appreciate it. Daryl, welcome to the show. Hey, good afternoon, guys. How are y'all? Good. Hey, Sean. Uh, as we all know, LSU and Florida pretty well mirror each other. You know, people, you know, seen LSU got blown out by Tennessee last weekend. But to me, LSU still got a good defense. And uh, I hope we can establish the run Saturday night. Well, they've established the run, they being Florida. Uh, here are the latest numbers. Yards per rush, third in FBS, Florida. 7.3 yards per play overall, fifth FBS right now. Here's the new number today that I got. 91.7% goal-to-go efficiency, 15th in FBS. That means scoring in a touchdown, not a field goal, uh, in goal-to-go efficiency. The defensive numbers I'd rather not share with you when I dug up this morning. <laughs> but I know this, Florida's offense uh, will be a real test for an LSU defense right now that's uh, missing a couple of pieces. You know, Mason Smith has been hurt. That's a big guy for them up front. I think their linebacker core is pretty solid. Um, their safeties should be better, but they haven't been. So so we'll see on that front. I, you know, look, I think we've learned this about Florida through six. The ground game is the thing, and if 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 they're going to have success, they have to be good at that and do what they do on Saturday night. Sean, I know this game's crucial for both teams, uh, but would you say it's more crucial for Florida to win this game? You know, going into the Georgia game. I, I only say that it's more crucial because I said this when we were visiting this time last week. I felt like Missouri LSU this two game stretch was the pivot point for the season for Florida. Uh, if these two weeks go well, then I think you've set yourself up for something pretty darn good the rest of the way. I like I like your chances, uh, you know the Gators' chances here in most every ball game. They've proven that they're they're in every ball game. I don't know if one is more is more important in particular. I will say that you know, hey, look, a big crowd, a great atmosphere, and a win on Saturday night with a pile of recruits at the swamp that's pretty significant um, and. Both teams are in the same boat that neither side is in play to win a division or the conference overall, but both teams seriously, especially in the first year of new head coach programs, seriously need those extra bowl game practices. You might want to find a way to be bowl eligible to get those extra practices here at the tail end of this first campaign. Daryl, I think this game is more important for Florida just because they're home. Just because they're home. You, I mean, you want to protect your house. That's all. Gentlemen, thanks a lot today. Daryl, thank you. Uh, Jim says, uh, Sean, is anything different about games in the swamp than what you anticipated? Mm, that's, a, that's a decent question. Yeah. Um, and the honest answer is not really. I kind of, it, it is what I thought it would be. Um, I will say this. I think 
that I've seen this crowd have a significant impact on the play on the field. Sometimes that the sometimes great atmosphere doesn't translate to um, anxiety for an opponent or the elevation of a home team. I think it does here. I don't know if it's the proximity of fans to the field. It's not domed, so you're not getting that kind of superdome effect as far as the noise goes. Uh, and I've also, I guess, I I am pleased to to know the knowledge of the fan base here. In that, they're an educated fan base who who knows when and how to affect the game with the timing of noise, cheers, et cetera. So uh, in that sense, that's a plus that only I could have learned by experiencing it over the first uh, month. Get to Byron. Byron, hello. Hey, guys. uh, Good afternoon. Uh, Sean, man, I I was a PE major, but I really was a minor two in journalism and broadcasting. And so, guys, I'm so envious of both of you guys. Steve know that. So I I always – probably overcall him and get on his nerve. But where I'm going with this is, uh, you know, you got to be living my, my dream job, Sean. And uh, I wanted to ask you, Steve, have a call sometime about a bucket list. And uh, what is your dream jobs? And have you achieved that yet? But And what would be your bucket list? Because you sure have achieved mine. Thanks, guys. And go Gators! Byron, thanks. Yeah, I'm blessed. Uh, and I know you too, uh, Steve, in, in that, um, yeah, we are living out either A, our childhood dreams, or certainly those of others, too. I, it's no incredible. I, I've not only been blessed by what I'm doing currently, but where I've been and what I've been able to do um, in my career. There's still a few places I'd like to go and do a game. Um, but as far as teams go or anything like that, I, I, don't, I, I can't say that there's a – I mean, if the St. Louis Cardinals called, that, that, that might make me pause for a second. But <laughs> – there's a reason I'm here. This this meant a lot to me and checked a lot of boxes. I just you know and and people have been asking me here. So how's it going so far? Couldn't have asked for anything more. People have been great. Um, no, it's it's everything I wanted it to be so far. Okay. Yep. Twelve twenty eight. Time check brought to you by Hayes Story. Ray, hang on. Get right to you. ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WYUF. It's happening with the Gator Nation. Hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. What I'd like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry is when you walk into the door, you're going to be treated like family. And when you walk out of the door, you will feel as if... You've had an experience like no other in terms of dental practices. Um, You will will be treated both professionally and personally. So to the extent that um, you won't won't look for another practice. Uh, This is a lifetime type of practice where the moment you enter into it, I, I firmly believe that people don't leave here. They, they become patients forever. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. There's a feeling of pride and excellence that comes with living in Gator Country. Just ask Chuck Bush at Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. A safe running vehicle needs regular upkeep, so Bush Auto Repair specializes in same day maintenance. And when she's not running, an ASE tech and computer diagnostic will identify the problem and fix it right the first time. Straight talk and excellent service you'd expect in the swamp. 
Read their reviews. Keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See Center for details. Hello, friend. Al Purnell here, the sausage man, for Purnell's Old Folks Country Sausage. People ask me how Old Folks Sausage got its name. Well, Old Folks was my daddy's nickname. He got it when he was a little boy, being around the old folks and listening to their stories and learning things. That's how he learned to make great-tasting sausage the old-time way, and that's still how we make it today. Try Purnell's Old Folks Country Sausage, because it's good. Hurricane season is here, and now is the time to make a plan and know your zone. In the case of an evacuation, have a plan to go to a hurricane shelter, hotel, or stay with a family or friends. If you're ordered to evacuate, you need to leave. You can rebuild your home, but you cannot rebuild your life. This hurricane season, know your zone. Know your home. Learn more at floridadisaster.org. This message is sponsored by the Florida Division of Emergency Management, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Gainesville Highfield MRI has recently remodeled and expanded. A beautiful, relaxing waiting room, state-of-the-art imaging, new x-ray and ultrasound services. And as always, at Gainesville Highfield MRI, you are their top priority. They offer evening and weekend hours, same-day scheduling, and accept nearly all insurances. If you've been in a car wreck, had a slip and fall, or just want to get a nagging injury treated, go where doctors send their patients. Gainesville Highfield MRI, in the Millennium Center on 43rd Street and Newberry Road, and online at GainesvilleHighfieldMRI.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. A slow-moving cold front is leading to the risk for showers and thunderstorms through the early to middle part of the afternoon. Drier air does work on in as we get closer to the evening commute, so in the meantime, have that rain gear with you. Temperatures today in the mid-80s. Temperatures tomorrow pretty much in the mid-80s as well. However, it will be less muggy. You'll notice the difference that cold front makes. A stronger cold front arrives next week. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. And now, the, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. And this is an overreaction to Chua getting hurt in the Bengals game. Now, the question is, what happens the rest of this season? Would you make that call in the postseason? Would you make the call in the postseason on Tom Brady's sack? Would you make the call in the postseason on Teddy Bridgewater's injury? The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. We are your home for Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. Joined by the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and then we're going to talk to the voice of the Gators, Nick Hubert, right after. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, um, go ahead. Can I just say? Absolutely. I, I'm so thrilled for this weekend. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah with ahead. Mick. Um, he is going to be a part of the pregame show on the Gator Sports Network, and then Mick will be in the booth with us at some point during the second quarter as well. And a nice phone conversation yesterday. 
uh, to set that up. And uh, I, I, I kind of gave him the option, none, one, or both. And he took both, a little pregame hit and then during the game itself. So I am thrilled about that. Um, I know you all are going to give him an unbelievable welcome back this weekend, and uh, we will toast the voice. Uh, can't wait. Yep, that's going to yep. be good. Let's bring Ray to the show. Hi, Ray. Hey, Steve. Uh, Sean, I just wanted to uh, compliment you. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm impressed uh, how seamless – Everything has been since, you know, you're taking over for Mick. Uh, I drive a truck for a living, so I don't get to watch a lot of games. Uh, but even when I do, I'm still listening to the radio broadcast. So listen to Mick for a lot of years. Uh, love, love him. Uh, oh, my. You know, but uh, what, uh, you know, you're just uh, such a pro. And I, I, uh, I w- was impressed with... Uh, how you do the uh, Gator uh, talk and the uh, coaches show? Because uh, you you know you ask uh, you ask some tough questions sometimes, and I don't know if uh, all your stuff is scripted with the coach or not because you work for University of Florida. But in asking those uh, a little bit tough questions, say for instance about the defense and the third down conversions and stuff like that, uh, but. You you ask it in such a professional way. It's not abrasive, and uh, I know the coach picked up on that too by his reaction and his answer. So I'm impressed, and I want to compliment you. Well, thanks, and uh, and I'll be very appreciative if you call in every Thursday, and uh, and you'll make me feel good going to the weekend. Those are great, kind <laughs> thoughts. I appreciate that. Coach Napier has not kicked me under the table yet, so I'm finding the right way with him to ask, as you said. Tough questions. I think they're fair questions. I think that's what he realizes is that I'm not framing it in an unfair way. I'm not pretending to be an expert or offer my opinion on the matter. I just think that these are all things that they're talking about in the hallways over at Heaven or Training Facility. Uh, and and look, some things I, I, I won't touch. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I think that Coach Napier and I are building a relationship where there's some kind of a trust there. I believe so too, and I, you Thanks. know, you're asking questions as us fans want to know. So that's my job. Great job. Yep. Bingo. Yep. All right, Ray. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, funny. Last night I turned Louisiana on. Mm, yeah, playing Marshall and, last night, and I'm watching what they do on offense, and they're shifting, and I'm, and boy, that looks pretty familiar. Doesn't very it? familiar, yeah, doesn't, doesn't it? it? Yeah. Yes. And they won the game too. Um, oh, by the way, how did Notre Dame lose to Marshall? They they looked terrible last yeah. night. Well, remember, Notre Dame really couldn't throw the ball right. okay. to me I, and I you at the beginning. So. But, right. but I hear what you're saying because okay, they looked bad. Marshall did last night. Didn't look good. bad. Okay. Um, I threw this out, and I hope I'll get some calls later. If you had to give the top three in the SEC right now, today, before games on Saturday, how would you rank them? As in the teams? As teams. I'd go... If Bryce Young is healthy, I'm leaning Alabama 1, Georgia 2, Tennessee 3 right now. Okay. I had Tennessee 1. Okay. Only because I don't think they're very good defensively. But they can score. No doubt. And they can beat you 45 to 40. And witness 
Florida. Yeah, and they're getting better each week. That's, yeah. that's the scary part with them right now. Um, I just, you know, we'll, need, we'll know all we need to know after this weekend. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I did not know this. I was doing a little research. For everything Georgia is, they're last in the league in sacks. And it's stark because you think about that defense last year. Right. That's the thing. And it's still really good. Yeah. The offense is much better than it was a no year question. ago. No uh, question. And they have championship. They've been there, done that now. They kind of crusted that hill. So I still think they're dangerous in that sense. I. Each each of these teams has their flaws. No doubt. Okay? Yep. Uh, and we're seeing now Ohio State has obviously creeped into that conversation. There's a few others knocking on the door right now as to when early in the season you and I would talk, we'd say, oh, it's Georgia, Alabama, no particular order, and then everybody else. Well, now that gap's been closed a little bit. And it's, sure enough, October. Maybe we don't have to rank teams until October. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll just go with There's it. a few everybody else's now. Yeah. There's a few <laughs> other... Yeah, <laughs> Chris. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. Good. Uh, about the onside kicks. Uh, about fifteen or sixteen years ago, I uh, came up with that idea, and I emailed a number of of uh, coaches about it. And none of them uh, used it that year. But that that uh, bowl season, me and my buddy were watching a game, and I went out to the kitchen to get a beer, and he started yelling during the kickoff, and he said, they did it. They tried it, and it worked. And there was no penalty. I, I, you know, I, I, it was a, I think it was a Texas uh, Tech game. I'm not sure. Anyway, since I, that time, I've, I've been trying to look up the exact wording of the rules, and it's worked a few times, but when it usually doesn't work, it's because uh, one of the two guys who are running down to the, uh, the slow-moving ball uh, decide not to just uh, pound the uh, receivers before, or, or they essentially interfere with them. But because it was a rolling ball, uh, there was never a penalty called that I was aware of. Uh, I'm not sure if the rule you stated, where they, uh, uh, you know, if they kick it directly into the ground, and then a lot of teams have been using that as an onside kick, where it bounces up very high, and so if they bounce it up high enough, then they got to give a fair catch uh, uh, option to players. and uh, But as far as, uh, as far as the rolling ball thing goes, I'm not sure if that's uh, covered by uh, uh, protection uh, on kicks, but uh, I'd be interested to uh, hear. If Chris, I, I Chris, it, Chris it's your rule. I mean, we can do it however you want. I mean, you're, you came up with it. You know, Chris, from now on, you are the father of, you are the father of the onside fair catch. It's a little wordy for the T-shirt, but I think we can make it work. Um, it's fascinating, is it? Or just do what Florida did at Tennessee. Just have Dewan Black go run and beat everybody the ball and field it cleanly. <laughs> that's the, that's uh, the that's way to pull it off. That's a good onside kick, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. To yep. Yep. All right, Chris, thank you for your call. We appreciate it. Um, BB, who's uh, a Louisiana guy, says, Sean, in case you missed it, I want to get caught up today. The French Quarter's Aunt Sally's indicated yesterday was National Gumbo Day. Aunt Sally's, the home of the famous pralines? Yeah. That's what Aunt Sally's is. Okay. National Gumbo Day was when? He, uh, yesterday was National Gumbo Day. It's a day. little early. Okay, I'm, Gumbo's a kind of a... It's so funny in Louisiana. And the same thing happened here. Right before that hurricane hit Florida, my wife made gumbo because we wanted to have something you just heat up on the gas stove. But it's funny. As soon as that first crisp air comes into louisiana the scramble for everybody to make gumbo and the women to pull out the boots that they only get to wear five times a year that all happens in one fell swoop (laughs) Uh, he says for game thoughts 
I had a guy on from LSU the other day, and he says he's not buying what he was selling. I don't think LSU getting off to a good start is the key to them winning. Those LSU guys don't have an ounce of quitting them. Mississippi State found that out. Our Gator team better be wary, even if the Gators get an early 10 or 14-point lead, especially if LSU has some of their injured linemen back. Well, that's great segue because in my last remaining moments here, your thoughts. Yeah, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something that most of us don't want to hear, but I'm kind of the new guy here, and I've been around the block and have heard, heard a few things. The reputation Florida has earned, unfortunately, here over the last series of whatever years is that Florida's a little soft, physically soft. And over there at the LSU camp, that's what they believe. And so they're going to come here and try and punch Florida in the mouth. I, I have no doubts about that. I think Florida now is ready to change that conversation. Physicality is going to be huge, huge on Saturday night. I do think LSU's got something, a problem with starting slow. They get themselves in a hole. They don't seem to be in sync early. Uh, I think, you know, a, a good start by Florida puts them right back into a bad mental state. But this is all going to circle around Jaden Daniels here. And he's a problem. And he's becoming more of a problem uh, as each game progresses with him under Brian Kelly. So pick your poison, Florida defense. You're going to have to make a choice probably. Uh, and Florida's offense is going to just have to be yeah, be ready for a possible track meet. Look, <laughs> Remember last week I said that the line was way off, and then sure enough, we were right. Yeah. The line is dead on right now. It's two and a half, according to the Caesars this morning. Yep. Um, you don't even get three to be the home team. Now, if you look at the series record, the home team has not really had any advantage at all. Not at in all. This, in this series with, between Florida and LSU. So I, I don't think we're going to have anything weird. Well, <laughs> I say that. But I know what you're, no, I know no what you're shoe saying. is going to go through the air. We're not having fog, um, but I do think it could come down to a special teams type play. I love the fact that Florida has been um, hawking on defense. The takeaway thing has been big. Anthony has to take care of the football this weekend because it's it's a couple of plays, and this and this is what Florida is now. They they're going to be in every game. It's going to be a couple of plays that swing it. And Ellis, it's the battle of the two inconsistence right now. It's LSU and Florida. So who can be consistent Saturday night? Who can take advantage of that freak play? That's who wins this football game. Okay, there's Sean. He'll have the call Saturday night. And Sean's back in two weeks with us here. And I'm looking forward to that. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. I enjoy our our Thursdays very, very much. I do too. Yep. I appreciate it. And Mick Huber is going to join us next. 1245 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Nathaniel Wilson. Week six of the NFL season kicks off tonight as the Washington Commanders take on the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field. Both teams currently have losing records and are looking to get back on track with a win. Coverage begins right here at 7.30 p.m. Florida women's tennis will make the trip to Atlanta this weekend to compete at the Intercollegiate Tennis Association Southeast Regional from October 13th through the 17th, hosted by Georgia Tech. Eight Gators will be competing at this weekend's event. In Major League Baseball, the Houston Astros will host the Seattle Mariners tonight in Game 2 of the ALDS. The Astros hold a 1-0 lead in the series and are expected to start Framber Valdez on the mound. 
the Guardians are expected to start Luis Castillo. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Nathaniel Wilson. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. Shopping at International Diamond Center is always fun, but working at IDC is even better. Actually, how can you call this work? Being with a great family business, meeting smiling people during the best moments of their life, and being given unlimited opportunity for growth? Are you ready to join the IDC family? We're hiring. Now with 10 showrooms across Florida, we have opportunities at every level. Management, sales, administrative, and operations. And we're not a faceless corporation. IDC is owned by the LeClaire family, where values like integrity, fairness, and respect always come first for our customers and our team members. We offer generous compensation, 401k plans, health insurance, and incredible growth opportunities. All this in a fun, stress-free environment where you're treated like part of the family. Interested in learning more about joining the IDC revolution? Go to shopidc.com, look for job opportunities, and start the conversation. International Diamond Center, where people, customers, and employees always have more fun. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. There's so much to love about our community. The small town values, the familiar faces, and somewhere near the top of the list, high school football. That's why Radiant Credit Union is here to celebrate all this community has to offer, both on and off the field. While others may come and go, Radiant Credit Union is here for you, here for the community, and here for good. Proudly serving our members for over 65 years, stop by any of our nearby locations or visit RadiantCU.org, federally insured by NCUA. You want to go to the place that has the freshest burgers in town made to order? That place? Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries in Gainesville. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Great food, great shakes, great fries, and they support local Florida cattle ranchers. They still feature their great milkshakes like the Key Lime Shake. Outdoor patio umbrella seating is available, too. If you're in a hurry, visit DickMondell's.com. You can order ahead. They're open seven days a week. You can see them on Facebook and Instagram. Better ingredients make better meals at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. From pylon to pylon, we are your home for all things football. 63 touchdown, and the ball game is tied. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. What a segue, because I just had the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly here, and now I can bring in the voice of the Gators, 
I can bring in this week's Mr. Two Bits. I can bring in my friend Mick Hubert to the broadcast. Mick, hello. Good to have you. Hey, Steve. Good to hear from you. How's everything going? Going well. Uh, I got to ask, uh, you you practice in Mr. Two-Bit? I mean, you've seen a lot of Mr. Two-Bits, but you're going to be Mr. Two-Bits. How fun will that be for you? <laughs> it's kind of scary, really. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I haven't I haven't set aside time yet to watch the videos, but I got a few videos I'm going to watch, but uh, that doesn't mean I'm going to be anything spectacular. It's going to be just down and dirty. <laughs> <laughs> That's about all. I told I've told a lot of people, Steve. I I probably have seen two hundred performances of Mister Two Bits, you know, six or so a year for thirty three years, and I don't have a clue how to do it. So <laughs> it, 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 it could be a complete disaster. I doubt it. Um, I also Sean just told me when he was here, you're going to be part of the broadcast on Saturday too. That that's going to be really cool to have you both, you know, doing that. Are you, are you looking forward to that as well? Yeah, I still don't know who that cornerback is for LSU yet. I haven't really studied up on that. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it'll it'll be fun to be back up in there and uh, you know and and see the swamp as probably I've never seen it before. Well, how could that be? Well, you're in you're kind of in that booth, you know, and you're kind of just zoned in. So, you know, to be down on the field prior to kickoff by something I've never done, to experience that electricity and atmosphere down there and. You know, that, that'll be fun to do and to see everybody. And, and so I'm looking forward to that. Mick, I guess, you know, when you retire, you look back on a career and, you know, you're doing new things. You know, you're you're with your wife now enjoying retirement. Um, what have you done in retirement? Just relaxed? What, what have you done in this time you've been uh, not the voice of the Gators now? You know, Steve, I've done a whole bunch of stuff that I didn't know I was going to have to do. And that that's all associated with uh, – not being with the UAA and, uh, you know, not having group insurance, <laughs> for example, you know, and to get out on, on Medicare and, and do all those things and just find all those transitional things, doctors, dentists, insurance people, uh, you know, it's a lot of red tape, a lot of stuff that takes time to do and you got to meet people and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, so that's taken time. Uh, and, uh, and I, I, I played golf, uh, some, but not a whole lot. Uh, and, uh, I, I go back to a quote that I heard somebody on the radio say a few years ago about retirement. He said, you know, I do a whole lot of nothing. And sometimes my nothing doesn't start until noon. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That's all the perk of retirement. There's no question. Have you watched this? Have you watched this Florida team play some? Steve, you're going to laugh at this. Uh, well, we played, uh, what, six games. I think four and two records. So I've seen twenty three of the twenty four quarters. Wow. Said, well, how could you miss a how could you miss a quarter? Well, you know, we've got some really good friends, uh, really good people that we live in our neighborhood. They're, they're our big Gator fans. I met them. We had a house down here three years ago, so we were kind of part time residents over the last couple of years. So we moved in here full time at the end of May. So I knew a lot of the people, and uh, so there's there's some friends down here who are season ticket holders who go to the Gainesville and, and everything, and so that 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 was an easy friendship to make based on that association. So we decided with this one couple of a week or so, two weeks ago, maybe before the Tennessee game, that we're going to go out to dinner. So I said, okay, let's go out to dinner. So uh, they came by the house at six thirty, and then we had dinner reservations at seven. So we left. Uh, you know, about six thirty or so, and and went out to a restaurant right on the 
right on the water, really nice place, you know. And, and also, I'm, I'm looking at uh, my friend's wife, and she, she's looking, she's looking away. I said, Tracy, what are you doing? She goes, don't, you don't want to see this, Mick. The Gators are about to come back. They're about to win the game. She's <laughs> watching the game on television. Wow. So that, the fourth quarter of the Tennessee game, the, the, the big comeback, I, 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 it's just a rumor to me. I don't know much about that. But uh, I said that when I was working. I said, you know what, I'll follow the Gators when, when I can. And uh, if, if we have dinner reservations with friends and whatnot, we'll go to dinner and I'll catch up when I get back. And that's that's exactly what happened. So I have watched the games. In fact, I had, I had a, a lady – a uh, dear friend of mine from our, our, our former church, Impact Family Church, up in High Springs, where we went for 17 years. She a uh, big Gator fan, and she texted me right after the Utah game. Mick, what a great win! What'd you think? I said, Yeah, they played. They played. They played well. And he said, They didn't play perfect, but they played well enough to win. That's a huge win. I said, But you know, right now there are, it was it was about 10:45. I said, Right now there are 90,000 people stuck in traffic, and in 15 minutes I'll be in bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, you know, if you're called that game, I lived seven miles away when we were there at the Hale Plantation, and it would take an hour to go home sometimes, and I hated it. I'm thinking, you know, I'm doing, I'm up there doing a post-game show for an hour, a little over an hour, get to the car, and it's like, I'm thinking, why are you people still here? Why don't you go home? Last thing I want, last thing I want to do is take an hour to go home, seven miles, but that's what would happen, you know, and, you know, you're tired, you're worn out, you know how it is, you're beat, you've been there 10 hours, whatnot, and you're thinking, why am I stuck in traffic on University Avenue? Why am I, no matter where you go, you can't escape the traffic. So that's the one thing I haven't missed, is the, is after the game, I turn the TV off, I go to bed. <laughs> yeah, Mick Hubert joining us here, Voice of the Gators. He'll be back as Mr. Two Bits this weekend. He'll be in the broadcast booth along with Sean Kelly this weekend, too. Mick, as you know, you, you've, you've broadcast a lot of sports, but now you can look at it from a fan perspective as you look at the changes that are going on in not just the college football landscape but the college lands landscape any thoughts about some of those changes and where the game is headed well that, you know in a way that that, that had, all that stuff had nothing to do with my uh, retirement but by the same token i'm going my goodness i'd hate to i'd hate to have to do this for 20 more years based on what i'm seeing today because that's not sustainable I mean, it's it's just the wild, wild west, uh, magnified, and uh, you know the salaries are out of control. I mean, goodness gracious! I mean, come on, there, there's guys getting ten million dollars a year, haven't won anything, got losing records and all this stuff. Because because some of the school or, or there are some agents said, oh, they might be interested in you, so the school reacts and, and doubles his five million dollars salary to ten million dollars. It's just stupid, you know. And then and, and the players. I mean, I, I've never been. I've, I've never been one that thinks the players should be paid. I never have been that. I mean, they're getting a free scholarship. You know, they're going to get five years of the best they can get at the University of Florida, and then they're going to have a degree that says the University of Florida on it. How much money is that worth in, in their lifetime? It's worth – you can't put a price tag on that, and especially if they stay and work in the state of Florida. And yet, you know, hey, the coach is making $8 million a year. I should I should be able to make it. So now we got a guy like Bryce Young who, you know, a year ago took money, when Nick Saban has said, we, we got a guy here at Alabama, hasn't even taken a snap yet, he's making a million dollars. I mean, that's just ludicrous. Uh, and so, I, you know, without getting too political about it, I think, <laughs> hey, you know, go ahead and go ahead and play football and do do you do your thing, and then you know, go ahead and, and and go out in the world and make money. You're well equipped to do that, whether you whether you make it in pro football dollars or in just business dollars. You're you're well situated to do that. You're better situated to do that than the kid sat next to you in class who didn't get all the tutoring, didn't get all the stuff that you got, 
and didn't have the name recognition that you got, but he's got the same degree, he's going to be fine. But you should be able to do do a little bit. Uh, you, you're going you're to have doors open for you that he's not going to have open in, in many cases. So, I mean, it, it, you know, if I was still the voice of the Gators, wouldn't, I wouldn't have a thing to say about that because that's not my job. That's not my role. And, and I watch the games, and, you know, I, I try to be positive all the time. And I was obviously a, a paid employee of the Gators, and, and they were my the players were my friends, the coaches were my friends, the administration. I was I was being paid to to be with my friends, and so mm-hmm. that's what I enjoyed doing. But now I watch the games, and I Steve, I see it. I go, oh my gosh, well, how many missed tackles that guy going to have? <laughs> now they were yeah. they were the same missed tackles he had when I was doing the game, but that didn't that wasn't on the forefront of my mind because the next play is what I got to talk about, and so you know the next play I got to be ready, got to be ready. So all that, I I didn't gloss over that; it just didn't have an effect. But I'm sitting there. You know, my easy chair, I'm going, oh, my gosh, we're miserable. We can't tackle anybody. We can't cover anybody. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm just a typical fan in that regard, and I couldn't be that way as a fan, nor did I really want to be that way as a broadcaster. But I look at it different now, and I'm thinking, you know, and I, I, I saw one of the players made a comment the other day, and he said, you know, we shouldn't lose to Missouri. We don't lose to Missouri. And I said, you know what? That sounds like a guy who remembers the Gators when they were really, really good. And what he is saying is, is true. But you know what? We are who we are. And we were 5-5 five and five with Mizzou going into the last game. So we're not the Gators that everybody remembers we are. Unfortunately, you are who you are, not who you once were. And we got a ways to get back to where we once were. I think Billy Napier can do that. But we don't have the talent on the field to line up and, and hit people and beat people game in and game out. Are we capable to beating beating some folks and springing an upset? Yeah. Beating Utah was an upset of sorts. But, hey, going to Texas A&M, winning in College Station in a couple of weeks, that'll be a bigger upset if that can happen. And we might be able to do that. But to sit there and line up with people week after week in this league, come on. We're, we're not ready to do that. We're, we're not. And I, I, I told Lee McGriff the other day, I was talking to him, I said, Lee, I said, it's easy to forget that we were six and seven last year. Mm-hmm. We were very good last year, six and seven. If somehow Billy Napier gets these guys to eight and four, that's a tremendous season. Not what we want, not where we need to be. But for today, if he can go eight and four, and you know, I, I'm I'm hoping he can do that. But obviously, there's there's a couple of losses probably at Georgia and A and M looming, and that's beating LSU. Which is how many times are we supposed to have beaten LSU the last five years and can't do it? I mean, you know, somehow or another, they find a way to beat us, and after the game, we're scratching our heads, going, "How do we lose that game?" So this is a game Saturday we got to win, uh, you know, because uh, and you got to beat South Carolina, and that's not a given either. So I mean, you got you got to deserve it. You 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 get what you earn, and we need to earn these wins. And I think we're capable of doing it. But hey, we've seen how inconsistent we can be. So you know. Uh, I'm thinking, man, it, it, it'd be another season just like if I was doing the games. It'd be another season just like <laughs> last year. And, and then I'm thinking, boy, and Steve, I'm thinking, I'm all in for Todd Golden. I hope he can rally the troops and get it done to basketball. But to go through another basketball season like last year, that wasn't a whole lot of fun either. No, so, <laughs> no. Well, you know, and, and, and hey, I've been so blessed in 33 years, as you know. I mean, I, I got to broadcast so many championship seasons so many championship teams that we didn't have too many bad seasons. And we didn't, certainly didn't have too many bad seasons in the same year, meaning a bad football year and a bad basketball year. Last year was kind of that. Uh, and that didn't drive me out either. I'm just saying that, you know, <laughs> I, I'm way 
I'm way to the good. I'm, I've got way more wins than losses in, in my broadcast career. So I had a tremendous run, and, and I, I, I love it. But I told Chris here the other day, you know, when you live in Gainesville, you either got to be all in or you're all out. And I, I, I just couldn't live there and not be the voice of the Gators. It would be too close. And so uh, we're, we're comfortable here, and we're, we're very blessed here, and I'm in total peace at being here. But, but by the same token, it's going to be neat for 24 hours be back in the swamp it sure will and mick is going to be mr two bits and then he'll be in the pregame and then i think in the second quarter of the gator radio broadcast with lsu on saturday mick i hope i get a chance to see you and say hello thank you for taking the time to do this steve thank you very much for having me on appreciate it you got it mick thank you always enjoyed working with him a long time voice of the gators mick hubert hour two coming up stay with us for sports scene espn 98 1 fm 850 am wruf WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. What QC Kinetics is doing for people here is nothing short of amazing. I'm talking real, lasting relief from joint pain. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in exciting new pain treatments with advanced regenerative medicine, non-surgical alternatives. If you're living with joint pain from injury or arthritis, don't let them tell you steroids, pain meds, and surgery are your only options. QC Kinetics uses regenerative treatments that can restore and repair damaged tissue. Maybe you've been diagnosed with bone-on-bone arthritis. You've been told you need a replacement. Call QC Kinetics now for an alternative way to deal with the pain. These amazing protocols work with pain caused by injury as well, like a torn meniscus or rotator cuff. Call QC Kinetics now. Don't keep living with that pain. Learn how regenerative medicine can give your life back with no drugs and no surgery. Now with clinics in Ocala, the Villages, and in Gainesville. 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. Football season is here. Time to let Electronics World upgrade your home entertainment so you can enjoy all the big games this fall. Hi, this is Tom Collette. Score big with a new Sony 4K Ultra HD TV or a custom-designed, professionally installed home theater from Electronics World. The winning team at EW can put you right on the 50-yard line in your own home. Come visit us today and see for yourself. Just off Newberry Road, west of I-75 near TJ Maxx or online at electronicsworld.net. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See Center for details. I love the ocean. Me? I love a slow, winding river. I love the lake. Slick as glass. But nothing compares to what you love inside the boat. My family. My child. My best friend from first grade. If you're behind the wheel of a boat, pay attention. That way your favorite water will always be safe water. Learn more about boating safety at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Come celebrate Tom Petty's birthday in Gainesville this October 20th, 21st, and 22nd at Parkwood Soundstage for three days of music and stories, 20 different acts, all playing Tom's biggest hits. The best part? It's free. Go to TomPettyWeekend.com to reserve your free ticket. 
sponsored by Meldon Law and Visit Gainesville, Alachua County. Get ready for game day, Gator Nation. Join your fellow UF alumni and friends to cheer on the orange and blue before each Gator home game at the Gator Nation tailgate sponsored by GEICO. Located at Emerson Alumni Hall, directly across the street from the swamp, you'll have a prime view of Gator Walk, live music, games, and all kinds of family-friendly fun. Featuring barbecue and beverages from Mojo's Hogtown and exclusive Gator gear from the UF Bookstore. Learn more at ufalumni.ufl.edu. Go Gators! Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM. WRUF. Hour 2 of Sports Scene now commences for this Thursday. What a treat to have on two voices of the Gators in the same day. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah, having Sean here, having Mick here. Very, very, very fun. David's producing the broadcast today. This hour, it's just us. Don't forget, tomorrow will be Prognostication Friday and really good games to pick. Uh, as you call in today, I hope you'll, you'll share this. If you had to give me the top three football teams in the SEC right now, who would they be? Rank them for me, okay? I'm, I'm anxious to hear what you have to say. 3928255. Oh, and where would you put Florida? What number would you put Florida at? Patrick says Tennessee, Georgia, and Florida. You're ranking Florida ahead of Alabama, Patrick? Okay. Um, Mark says, couldn't agree with, with you more regarding Tennessee as number one. I'm going to go a step further. I'm getting major LSU 2020 vibes from them when LSU had Burrow and Chase. If you recall, they didn't have a dominant defense, just outscored everybody. This describes Tennessee's team. I think their offense is good enough to beat Georgia once and Bama twice if they have to. Yes, Mark, but sometimes law of averages kicks in. You know, you may win a 48-42 to 42 game, but you could then the second time lose that kind of game. But are they capable? Yes, I think so. Adam, hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, I'm a... Uh so appreciative man uh bringing on those guys especially mick hubert man i've been listening to him all my life when it comes to the gators i born and raised in gainesville and he's always been what we listen to man i i'm just i'm really kind of choked up hearing him and i hope he's super happy and everything's going well for it sounds like it is but you know i it kind of seemed to me like he really wanted to be on the radio and talking to the fans again, and that, that was just special, man. So I really appreciate you having them on. Well, it, as much as it is, and I hope it's good for folks like yourself, it's great for me. I mean, look, I have a lot of respect for the fact that there's since Otis Boggs in like 1940 or whenever the heck he started, there's only been, what, one, two, three, four, four voices of the Gators. That's it. So that position means a lot. And uh, to be associated with having those two guys on for me, that's pretty cool too. Yeah, that, that's got to be a feather in your cap for this year so far, my man. Thank you so much again, though. That really was, that really was special. It was an excellent interview. Thank you so much. Um, if, I, if, if I were to rank the, uh, the teams now one to three, I would go um, Ohio State. No, 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 SEC teams, SEC teams. 
Oh, just strictly just SEC? Just strictly SEC, yes. Oh, I apologize. Um, I would go Georgia, Alabama, and I'd go Mississippi State, even though they got one loss. Okay, so you wouldn't, would, you wouldn't put Tennessee in there? No, sir, I wouldn't. And the, the reason is is because their strength of schedule coming up. I, I see them taking a loss to Georgia and Alabama because of their defense. But I'm just saying today, I, today as we speak, who would you, how would you rank them? Oh, man, that's a dagger in the heart. I would have to put Tennessee three then. I okay. mean, geez, that's okay. a dagger in the heart. And I would put Florida probably at the 6-7 range. Okay, appreciate it, Adam. Thank you for your call. Bring Byron here. Byron, hi. <laughs> hey, Steve. You know, I get, thank you for two, man, for taking my call. And echoing what that guy said, I'm not going to get in with Nick, man. You can't say no more. Steve, great show, man. And my team, Steve, I'm going to go with you, Tennessee, and, of course, Georgia, Alabama. That, that's a no-brainer. And, Steve, what I want to say, too, what Nick had said was, Steve, the SEC almost seemed like the uh, – the, the NFL now, you know, uh, I'm going into more talking about other stuff, but Jacksonville, which is my team, and, and pro teams, Steve, every week. And, and Steve, we, we, we lost to you Jets. Congratulations, New York, man. Steve, I don't know if you've been talking. You don't want to brag about the Jets and the Giants. But, uh, man, uh, the Dolphins, who is Skylar Thompson? We don't even have a quarterback. Man, quarterbacks is getting – Yes, in the NFL. So thank God for a Richardson. I'm not bragging on him. And and and, and Travis like the guy hurt for FSU. So Steve, I'm just saying, man, I'm enjoying this show, man. Great stuff with Nick and them guys and the radio guys and go Gators, man. Come on, quarterbacks. Byron, thanks. Uh, Daniel says I'm going to assume Bryce Young's healthy. He'd put Bama, Georgia, Tennessee. After that, the Mississippi schools and then the cluster. That really would be a toss-up. Florida, Kentucky, Mizzou, Archie, A&M, LSU. Then the bottom cluster of Vandy, South Carolina, and Auburn. He said about Tennessee, many articles this week about them because of their big game against Bama. Some are pushing the Tennessee's back narrative. One even compared Heupel to Spurrier coming into the SEC. I do believe Heupel's a great coach, and on balance will make Tennessee a tough game going forward. But I also believe... He's been the beneficiary of a confluence of good timing, perhaps his positive karma for so many years of futility since Fulmer. All their hard games were at home. They had two traditionally difficult games with first-year transition coaches. Sixth-year seniors are two of the most important positions on the field, quarterback and linebacker. All unique situations, to their credit, they've taken advantage. Tennessee's facing the same uphill battle of catching Georgia with a talent-level gap. I think it's great. Hopefully in the next two years we'll have the East back with three capable teams. I also think it's a bit of fool's goal to start putting Tennessee on the same level as Georgia and Bama as a program. What do you think? Totally agree. Now, you're going to say, well, how, do, how can you say that when you've got Tennessee ranked number one right now in the league as a program? As a program. Heupel has done great work. Okay? But he has a quarterback that's 75 years old in Hendon Hooker. He's 23, but you get my point. He's an experienced quarterback. And and the NCAA hammer is looming over Tennessee's program. What will that do? We don't know that. So, look, I think Heupel is a terrific coach. I think Heupel has finally been the guy at Tennessee to sort of get them back you know, to where they're relevant again. And they are certainly relevant. But are they back? 
I don't buy that yet. They're back now. Give them a lot of credit for that. But are they, you know, going to be a consistent team in the upper echelon of the SEC? I'm not convinced of that. Uh, Daryl's got Bama, Tennessee, and Georgia as his top three. 114, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Bennett Solomon. Week 6 of the NFL season begins tonight with a Thursday night football matchup between the Washington Commanders and the Chicago Bears. Both teams are looking to end their respective losing streaks. Coverage of tonight's game starts right here at 630. The ALDS continues tonight as the Houston Astros and Seattle Mariners play Game 2 of their Best of 5 series. Game 2 of the New York Yankees and Cleveland Guardians series has been postponed tonight due to weather. Gator Volleyball will travel to Starkville to take on Mississippi State tomorrow. Gators have a 13-3 record coming into the game and are ranked 13th in the nation. Women's Gators Tennis will be in Atlanta this weekend starting today for the ITA Regionals. Eight Gators will be competing there, including Carly Briggs and Emily de Oliveira. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Bennett Solomon. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Friends, it's always good to help people, and it's always good to help those who are less fortunate. That's exactly what the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka does, and they're asking now for your help. If you have an unused or unwanted car, truck, RV, boat, just about any kind of vehicle, please consider donating it to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch because the facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes, and it is sustained by your donation of vehicles. They learn real-life skills because they fix them up and then sell them. They do all the work after you donate the vehicle. Your donations are tax-deductible, and they really help a great cause. This is a great place where your generosity does a heck of a lot of good. You want to find out more? Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. The World Series and trees. Fall is a great time to get your trees ready for winter. And Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, are standing by to help you with tree removal, trimming, pruning, and more. 30-plus years of experience means even your toughest tree, stump, or debris removal project is no match for the experts at Daughtry Tree Service. Serving Alachua County and surrounding areas. Call today for a free estimate. At Daughtry Tree Service, there is no tree too tall. We do them all. Ready to let the great times roll? All you need is a crisp, refreshing taste of Bud Light on game days for summer fun and firing up a barbecue with family and friends. An ice cold Bud Light makes your good times great. No matter what time it is, it's always time for a Bud Light. Copyright 2022, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Drink responsibly. He's got the 1966 Heisman Trophy, the 1996 National Championship Trophy, and seven SEC trophies. Steve Spurrier was the head ball coach. Now you can call him the head beer coach. And he's sharing his newest trophy, a can of lager. His head beer coach 1966 lager is available in 16-ounce cans at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill and all Gator football games. 1966 is refreshing in all kinds of weather and tasty enough to please any beer drinker. Head beer coach 1966 lager, a legend in a can. Please drink responsibly. This is Gators head football coach Billy Napier. Join me every Monday evening at 6 for Gator Talk, right here 
on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Let's talk some more sports. 3928255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Tony, hello. Tony, go ahead. Tony. You there? Steve, you got me? Now I do. Hello. Oh, I'm sorry about that. It's my phone. Hey, Steve. Uh, yeah, great assessment there on uh, Tennessee. I agree with you 100% pretty much there on uh, everything. The only thing that, that I'll add to that even is that he, even though right now they're about a spot ahead of us in the recruit rankings, we should end up ahead of them. But there's still some holes, I think, in Heifel's recruiting that he's still going to have to prove to me, man. I think that's going to be at in the long run, one of his Achilles heels. I don't think he's going to be able to keep up in the recruiting with, like, uh, Georgia, with Florida, with Alabama. I think that's where they're going to fall short in the coming years, Steve. Um, with that being said, though, I think this year is kind of a magical year for him. I got uh, Bama number one, the whole, you know, to be the king, you got to beat the king type of stuff. And I got Tennessee number two, and I got Mississippi State number three. That's right, ahead of Georgia. If I – Right now, if you have Georgia and Mississippi State going head-to-head, I'm picking Mississippi State. So I'm putting them at number three and Georgia number four. The Gators, I got them probably in the six to seven range there with LSU, Texas A&M, and Florida. The good thing is that they're all going to battle each other out, right? So we could figure that out later. But that's how I got the, the uh, top three rankings, Steve. Um, it's interesting because, see, this is what happens sometimes, and I think people forget. I don't know what Mississippi State, let let, let me debunk your recruiting thing a little bit, okay? I don't don't say what you're saying is wrong, it's not. But does anybody think Mississippi State's recruiting classes have been top 10? No, not at all. Where are they? Mississippi State normally ranks like in the 20s. I mean, in other words, where are they? Right, They're having a hell of a year. Correct. Right? In part... Because they have a superior quarterback. That goes a long way. Hendon Hooker, right? Stetson Bennett, Bryce Young. Get the connections? So I'm not saying you don't have to have Jimmy's and Joe's, but to your Tennessee point, if, if Tennessee is a little bit behind Florida, does it mean necessarily that they won't be good? Because Mississippi State debunks that. Ole Miss debunks that. So I get the recruiting's bit. important. It is, but it's not yeah. everything. Correct. Um, to change it up on you, let's go to the NFL real quick. I love some of what your NFL guest said yesterday about the Jets. Had me pretty pumped up. And I got to tell you, Steve, man, I've heard a lot of NFL teams say that when they come back from that England trip, it normally takes them a couple of weeks to get their bearings back. So I like the Jets this week against Green Bay. What do you think, just based on that? Uh, I don't know. Um, Green Bay's got some issues because yep. they don't, you know, have the wide receiver group they've had before. But because I've been suffering with this team for so long, Tony, <laughs> they got to prove it. 
I mean, do, do I think oh, they can man. beat Green Bay? Yeah, I think they can. But I yeah. I want to see it. I want to see it too. But uh, that trip from England is a doozy. So we'll see what happens. If they beat uh, Green Bay, I might get a little reckless, Steve. I'll be honest with you. I might get a little reckless. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate your call. I might get a little reckless too if they beat Green Bay. Uh, Rob, welcome to the show. Steve, I just a uh, couple questions for you. And it's the NFL question. Um, have you heard about that uh, Brett Favre deal that's going on there? You mean with the political stuff? Yes. Yeah, about the fraud, insurance fraud. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I mean, that's a that's that's a that's a high high crime there, and you know, to me, I don't know how you know Brett Favre could fall into that trap. I guess the evil of the money got him, but yeah, I believe he's going to get indicted. There's so much proof. The CEO turned himself in. He's going to talk, but um. Well, the last yeah, thing I saw on this, and, you know, take it for what it's worth, okay, um, he spoke earlier this week. He says he's done nothing wrong. He says he's been, his words, not mine, unjustly smeared by the media. Um, and he said it was past time to set the record straight. Um, so we'll see what happens here. Yeah, he's uh he's made some uh some bad choices in the past too over you know sending pictures you know of what a vulgar act and stuff. So he's losing me, but um we'll see what happens. But um as far as the NFL, the whole the whole slate, which team in the NFL you think has got the most fighting? The most what? Fight. Fight. Yeah, come they come to play every Sunday. I'm gonna tell you who I think it is. Okay, you tell me who you think. The 49ers. Um, I watched that team against the Rams. They weren't letting up at all. Uh, they were. They, they made the playoffs last year. They were one game out. I think they're going to do well. I think they might come out the West. That that team, Lynch has got that team playing football to win. You play to win the game, Steve. But who would you know? Miami looked good, and then you know you get old vulnerable out there, and he gets hurt every damn year. He's not. He's not durable. So. That's kind of tough in the NFL. So I was liking them. Now I like you know. Ever since Brady left, that's been open. Well, for you, the you, you've got you know again. It, it goes week to week, right? You you can play hard. You can play with a lot of fight and lose. Right. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. So, so I mean that, that that's just one aspect of it. But you know the I mean the Eagles are unbeaten. Does that mean that they're playing with that they're playing you know with the most fight? I I don't know. I know they haven't hey. lost a game yet. Hey, I give Hurst all the credit in the world. They were saying he couldn't throw the ball in college. But he's become a great pro, and he's winning ball games, and that is not easy to do in the NFL. All right. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate your call. Yes, sir. By the way, I just looked this up, The uh, where it is now. It's certainly changed. Uh, 24-7's 2023 uh, college football recruiting rankings. Oklahoma just got buried, right? Their class is number three. As of now, okay? And think of the suspects here. Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Texas, Notre Dame, LSU, Clemson, Tennessee, Miami. So Tennessee right now has a five-star. Florida is 12th. So they're pretty close. So once again, if you're... 
you know, one is 10 and one is 12, I'm not sure what the difference is there. But, and again, I'm not saying recruiting, and let me throw Mississippi State in here, okay? Uh, I'm still looking. I'm still looking. Ole Miss is 31. Mississippi State's 39. Playing pretty well. Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. I was wanting to call and give you a thought about Alabama. I want to try to throw that at you. But I'm a little um, befuddled here in the last 15 minutes of the show when I'm flipping on. Um, you mentioned it, I guess, a second or so back. Uh, Kiffin pretty much built his whole team out of the transfer portal, right? Uh, not his whole team, but a lot of it, yes. Yeah, I think, I think Kiffin's team this year is pretty much a totally about all new. But I, I'm pretty sure about that. But, um, you know, you look at the SEC, the, the traditional schools in the league, most of these schools are going to have talent. There's, I don't get it off where people think Tennessee is going to under-recruit going forward. I don't think anybody said under-recruit. I think I think what his point was that he thinks Florida will finish higher and out-recruit Tennessee. Doesn't okay, mean they're going to under-recruit. He just thinks they're going to – they will have, for whatever it's worth, they will have a higher number – you know, eighth as opposed to tenth or something like that. Well, Steve, the, one of the reasons Mullen got fired was he was, wasn't recruiting real well, right? Supposedly, yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so what if uh, Napier winds up fifth in the East this year? Then, then how's recruiting going to be? Well, uh, I'll I'll just say my my point. Oklahoma just got smoked. They're number three. Yeah, and, and that's where I think we agree. I think you got to look at NIL now. You can go out and pay players. Buying players is legal now. And the transfer portal. But what we're used to of going out and recruiting a top-ten class and seeing a top-ten football program on the field, that doesn't translate. And look right now, are Florida and Miami or FSU, are any of those three teams ranked in the AP poll this week? No. And they're, they're five- and four-star football players all over the state of Florida. So explain that to me. Well, when you have – coaches that get fired when you have programs that I don't care who the program is you go on a down cycle well all three of them have been in a relative down cycle that's in this because last year was I, I looked it up combined was the worst year for Florida Miami and Florida State since the 70s Steve, I think you, I agree with you. I think it's a combination of a good coach, a good system, and a good quarterback. And that's pretty much how modern college football is. And uh, one last thing for you, Steve, on Alabama. When did you start following SEC football, Steve, coming out of, of New York? When I got to school here. Which was when, late 70s, something like that? Yep. That's about when I started following SEC, too, Steve. And But most of these programs in the league have won national championships. I guess if you go back to when since Spurrier was hired at Florida, I guess Florida's probably had the second-best modern-day program in the SEC. But um, how many national championships has Saban won now? Uh, Seven, is it? I don't know. Something crazy like that. And, you know, Steve, Alabama, if you look at the history of the SEC, going back to Bear Bryant, the entire league is playing for second place. The the SEC is Kentucky basketball and Alabama football, and yeah, you. Well, can that, that's not true because because Georgia didn't finish second last year. No, I'm talking over history. I'm talking over uh, going back to the late seventies. Going back to Bear, hell, Bear Bryant showed up at Alabama win in the early sixties. If you just look at the the record of the leagues, like like last well, okay, year, but what does that mean, Mike? What does that mean okay, in, in I, the I'm scope of life here? It means Alabama's nothing. Good. It mean, no, it means what they've done day. means what they did. What Bear Bryant did in 1973 doesn't make a t 
Tinker's no, damn right is, now. Okay, 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 here, like, go back to the Alabama-Florida game in the regular season last year. Hotown gets worked up about it. Everybody's on fire. What happens? Alabama wins the game. Close game. Alabama has a track record of showing up and ruining college football Saturdays around the SEC going back to the okay. early season. Okay, so what? And that's why I think Alabama's going to win this game against Tennessee on Saturday. They're favored by seven. That's what Alabama does. All right, we'll like see if Alabama, they do it. Mike, Alabama. thank you. Good God Almighty. One thirty. Time check brought to you by Hayes Drury. Get, get rid of the megaphone. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. You know International Diamond Center is the best place to buy diamonds and fine jewelry. But did you also know IDC will buy from you? Diamonds, heirloom jewelry, estate jewelry, Swiss watches, coins. Don't be afraid to come in and get a price on something that maybe it's an heirloom that you want to sell or you're just checking to see the price. IDC owner Keith LeClaire has a vast network of collectors and buyers around the world so IDC can always find a market for your jewelry. We always pay a very strong price to buy. There's a resale market that's there and we pay top dollar for top merchandise. We have people all over the world that we sell to. So some collectors are going to pay way more than any consumer is going to pay. We'll give you the best possible price, no games played, and you'll get the check or the cash, whatever one you want. Let IDC appraise what's in your jewelry box. You might get a pleasant surprise. Sometimes they come in, they have no idea what's there, and then all of a sudden they walk out with a $28,000 check. International Diamond Center, online at shopidc.com. The cooler weather couldn't have come at a better time because now's the time for the Polaris of Gainesville Inventory Clearance Sale where you can save hundreds, even thousands on tracker boats and Polaris off-road vehicles. Enjoy the great outdoors with family and friends in the cool fall air. It's hunting season. So save on the off-road vehicle you need. And for bass fishermen, the fall spawn is happening right now. And those bass just love being hooked by tracker brand boaters. At Polaris of Gainesville, the 2023s are here and the 2022s must go now. Take advantage of interest rates as low as 4.99% and rebates up to $6,000. Enjoy free extended factory warranties on select Polaris models and payments under $99 per month on youth models. Now's the time. Polaris of Gainesville is the place for the end-of-season inventory clearance sale. U.S. 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. Online at polarisofgainesville.com. Rebates and incentives on specific models. See Polaris of Gainesville for details. Interest and rates determined by lender with approved credit. We're all on this planet together, so join Odyssey and find your one thing. After Halloween, your used jack-o'-lantern and other gourds are great additions to any compost pile. Join Odyssey, and together each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? How many times have you looked around your house and said, one day, one day I'll add that pool, or remodel that kitchen, or maybe even take a dream vacation? Here at Radiant Credit Union, we say that day could be today. With our low-rate home equity line of credit, you can access the value of your home to make your dreams a reality. We offer an easy application, low rates, and in some cases, no closing costs. Radiant puts your home equity in your hands. Visit radiantcu.org slash HELOC and get started on your home equity line today. Federally insured by NCUA. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. 
A slow-moving cold front is leading to the risk for showers and thunderstorms through the early to middle part of the afternoon. Drier air does work on in as we get closer to the evening commute, so in the meantime, have that ring gear with you. Temperatures today in the mid-80s. Temperatures tomorrow pretty much in the mid-80s as well. However, it will be less muggy. You'll notice the difference that cold front makes. A stronger cold front arrives next week. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. And now, the, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. And this is an overreaction to Chua getting hurt in the Bengals game. Now, the question is, what happens the rest of this season? Would you make that call in the postseason? Would you make the call in the postseason on Tom Brady's sack? Would you make the call in the postseason on Teddy Bridgewater's injury? The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. We are proud to be your home for Gator soccer. Spins and fires! Gators on top! You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator head football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. About a half hour left. Still plenty of time for your calls, questions, and comments. Don't forget, tomorrow, Prognostication Friday. I want to tell you what is good and what stinks about fandom and about the way fans react. Let's look at USC and UCLA. No question that rosters now and how you manipulate your roster in football has changed because you can use the transfer portal. You can use NIL. You still have to go get high school kids, but the way you do it now is different. Well, last year, nobody went to watch UCLA play. Hell, even earlier this year, nobody went to watch UCLA play. All of a sudden now, Chip Kelly's a genius. Why? They're winning. They're winning. I mean, Oklahoma, their their fans must be in an absolute lather because of Texas blowing them out. In fact, ESPN has them in the college football bottom 10. Bottom 10. Okay? What? Now, look, I understand you you lose your quarterback, but are you going to really tell me they're a bottom 10 team? Come on. They were they were ranked as high as number five earlier in the year. Remember that? Nobody did anybody think this would happen to Oklahoma? No. But it can, and that's how fast it can happen. So, you know, we'll see. By the way, great column on ESPN.com um, why history doesn't favor the volunteers. Okay? And it's really good. 
But you have to look at what the history is. Check this out. Alabama's been a favorite. Now, you're talking about domination. They've been a favorite in 77 straight regular season games, excluding conference championship games. Tied for the longest such streak since the 1978 Division I, you know, Division II split. They're 11-4 and four against the spread against Tennessee under Nick Saban. Tennessee is 0-5 against the spread against AP top five teams since the start of the 2020 season. They're 1-5 against the spread as an underdog under Josh Heupel. The worst cover percentage in the SEC since the start of last year. What does all that mean? Nothing. Just, you know, for those who bet, those who do things like that. Just, you know, and people do look at things like that. All right, let's take some calls here to wrap up what's been a good day so far. And by the way, uh, thank you to all who have called and emailed here about having both Sean Kelly and McHubert on today. Um, great pleasure to have that. Uh, Sean's back in a couple of weeks here, and, and I, I just want to – I've told him this privately, but, you know, for him to take time out of his busy schedule, to come up here every Thursday and spend a half an hour with you all uh, is wonderful. And as basketball starts and, you know, the other sports start, um, you know, he'll be doing that, and I really look forward to that. Don't forget uh, the Yankees-Guardians game postponed uh, this afternoon, though. Game two, Mariners and the Astros, and the Astros up one nothing. there. We'll have the um, uh, Thursday night football game tonight, which on paper looks like a snoozer. Uh, but we'll see. 7.30 is our live coverage. Steven says, Dan Snyder says he has dirt on NFL owners and Roger Goodell. I hesitate to believe some of the things he says. Do you have any first reactions to this story? Yeah. I've never I don't know Daniel Snyder from, you know, Superman. But just all the stuff that's gone on in his organization, kind of snarky. Kind of, kind of, right? But does that, would that surprise me? given what's happened in his organization, Stephen? No. That would not surprise me at all. But we'll see where this goes. Um, John, he always sends me this stuff. Uh, an SEC breakdown of recruiting over the last four years, 19 to 22. Only comparing SEC and not other leagues. So last year, Annam was one, Bama two, Georgia three. Over the last four years... The top-ranking teams in the SEC are as follows. One, Alabama. Two, Georgia. Three, A&M. Four, LSU. Five, Florida. Whatever that's worth. I don't know where John gets that from, specifically. Um, but there you go. And I mentioned earlier, Florida... Uh, is set to hear from a couple of defensive prospects today on verbal commitments, and they've got a chance to get both of them. So we'll see if they do. Uh, Nick emails. Uh, 
Okay, will you give your prediction? Yeah, I uh, tomorrow I will during prognostication Friday. Yes. Um, Jack says, any more word on Torrance? No. Uh, for those who don't know, I thought I mentioned this, but maybe I didn't. He is listed as questionable with a lower body injury. Florida's been very fortunate. They really haven't had a lot of injuries. I mean, Devin Moore's out. DeWan Black's out. but And they're, they're getting, I believe they're getting um, their offensive lineman back this week, uh, Michael Tarquin. So that's been good. Chris is next. Hi, Chris. Hey, what's going on, Steve? Hello. Hey, uh, Steve, you know, obviously everybody's talking about the LSU game, you know, and how similar these two teams are, the parallels between them. Steve, do you think uh, – I know yesterday, Napier, during the press conference, he talked about how, of course, you know, the past, you know, and the, the fact Florida is 0-3 against LSU, it doesn't mean anything. But, Steve, what is it about this game in your mind that for some reason – Sparks can fly, and things just seem to either go wrong or go so awry just because this game is what it is. It's really quirky, Chris. It, it just is. And there's, I, there's no way really of explaining it because if you, if you want to explain it away by saying, well, it's a team you play every year. Well, there's a lot of other teams Florida plays every year too, and stuff uh-huh. you know, doesn't happen the way it does here. So – I don't know. And maybe it's that Bayou stuff. I don't know. Uh, you know, maybe there's some voodoo stuff happening. I don't know. But yeah, it's really strange um, how this is. Um, and you know, you look at where these teams are. They mirror each other right now. Um, there's a lot of similarity. The quarterbacks are similar. It's really odd that. You know, Daniels through to Ricky Pearsall, and now they're on other opposite sides of the team. I mean, it's just a lot of quirky things. Yeah, right. I, I guess another question, Steve, is, you know, and I apologize if you already covered this in the show, but to you, Steve, who needs this win more, Napier or Brian Kelly? I think for the fan base, Brian Kelly. But I've always believed this. You don't want to lose at home. So I think this game is much more important for Florida because you don't want to lose at home. And this series has been weird because the home team many times hasn't won the darn thing. So I just think you you always want to protect your house and you don't want to lose at home. Yeah, and Steve, since we know that obviously this is what, the second to last home game, Florida's Florida's home field advantage is going to dwindle. And then from there, you've got George and a couple other teams you've got to go on the road and face. Chris, I lost you. Oh, Chris, I lost you. That was Chris Pence from TV20. Um, I don't know what happened to your phone, Chris, but but we'll see. I mean, look at this. Again, this has been, you know, the shoe game, the, the fog, uh, you know, just odd, odd circumstances um, in these games. But I'll tell you what, a couple of things in this game, LSU's had a lot of drop passes. And they've, they've been reluctant to go deep, even with a pretty good receiving core. So does Jaden Daniels try to do that? And I'm just going to tell you, I believe he's a handful. He, he's like Anthony Richardson. He's like Hendon Hooker to a degree. 
uh, because he's going to be he could be very difficult to deal with. One forty-five time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up. ESPN ninety-eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN ninety-eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Bennett Solomon. Week 6 of the NFL season begins tonight with the Washington Commanders traveling to Chicago to face the Bears on Thursday night football. The Bears are looking to snap a two-game losing streak while the Commanders look to win their first game since week 1. Coverage of tonight's game starts right here at 7.30. The ALDS continues tonight with the Houston Astros taking on the Seattle Mariners in Game 2 of their series. The Mariners look to rebound after their heartbreaking 8-7 loss to Houston in Game 1. Game 2 of the New York Yankees and Cleveland Guardians series has been postponed tonight due to weather. 13th-ranked Gators volleyball team returns to action tomorrow night as they travel to Mississippi State to take on the Bulldogs. Gators look to win their fourth straight and improve their conference record to 6-1. and one. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Bennett Solomon. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. We get the bugs out of your College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. So many people here are getting real lasting joint pain relief from QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics has changed my life. I would recommend QC to anybody. The work that QC Kinetics did paid off exponentially. It brought me back to an effective age of almost in my 20s and 30s. QC Kinetics uses cutting-edge regenerative medicine, natural biologics from your own body, precision treatments that can restore and repair damaged tissue in your aching joints with no meds, no steroids, no drugs, and no downtime. I got a very quick resolution to my pain. It is a all-natural therapy. You're using you to fix you. I got my life back. I got my smile back. And best of all, I got my last back. Don't live with that pain anymore. And don't let them tell you surgery is your only option. Learn more about regenerative options from the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. Call now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. Hey, Steve Russell here. I want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations are tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicle and reselling them. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping at 
at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, 2021, and 2022. As well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all. October is National Pedestrian Safety Month and a time to remind everyone that pedestrian safety is a shared responsibility. Pedestrians, walk on sidewalks, or if a sidewalk isn't available, walk facing traffic. Watch for cars exiting driveways or backing up in parking lots, and remain visible at all times. Motorists, failing to yield to pedestrians in crosswalks could result in a citation and points on your driver's license. Remember, pedestrian safety is a two-way street. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Direct auto insurance is for uncompromisers. With savings of up to 25%, you too can stop compromising and keep driving. Get a quote today at directauto.com. Savings based on applied discounts and will vary. Terms apply. How you buy can affect price. National General Group, Winston-Salem. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. I don't know why somebody asked this today. Uh, Paul says, do you pick the music that goes in and out of your show? Yes, I do. Um, I'm not sure I have to elaborate. I mean, just... I, I try to pick things that if, if my head's bobbing, then hopefully your head's bobbing, and that makes it good bump music. You know, I'm not going to pick uh, Let It Be, great song, you know, but I don't think that's going to exactly get you in the mood to talk sports. You know what I'm saying? So, but yes, I do. Um, thank you for that. Uh, okay, we have, uh, what, uh, seven, eight minutes left. Three nine two eight two five five. Email s russell at wruf Tomorrow, prognostication Friday, and uh, we have some really good games for you to pick tomorrow. I'm really anxious to see what the spread is, uh, not the spread, but the pick spread on uh, Alabama Tennessee. By the way, this LSU Florida rivalry. Last 10 years, this has produced 139 NFL draft choices. Last 10 years combined, 139 NFL drafts. That is second only to LSU Alabama when they play 165. Pretty good stuff. Greg, welcome to the show. 
Hey, Steve, really enjoying your show. It's just going to have, uh, you know, your prognostication Friday. I just thought I'd ask this before we uh, close out your show today. Um, you're right, though, Steve, about the weird stuff in this game. And, in fact, I predict it'll snow this weekend here in Gainesville. <laughs> I hope it does, I mean, Greg. I, I can wear my yeah. warm weather stuff. That'd be good. That'll be, be good. And my question, Steve, is, is do we know anything about the O-line? I know coaches hide that stuff. I know even in high school, I remember on, on Hurricane Lane, I had coaches running people away from the fence back there behind GHS. And I get it. You don't want, you want to know who's – you don't want, you know, the team to be able to prepare. But do you know anything about that left side of their offensive line for LSU? Because, like you had mentioned earlier this week, they, they got brutalized by Tennessee. And I was thinking maybe we could have the same effect if, if, uh, if they're still out. Now let's not fair and go Gators. Okay, thank you. Um, they're going to start their seventh different offensive line combination. And by the way, this is their seventh game. So, yeah, they've been really hurt uh, in uh, the offensive line. And the hope for them is they're going to get some people back. Um, We'll see. I still think um, when you look at, you know, what's going on, you still, they still have talent. Is it the best? Is it, you know, what it normally is? No. Um, You know what nobody's mentioned? I wonder if they're going to try to run a counter. Given, you know, What's happened? I would. I would run it once, at least. And so, just just to see. Now, I, I would tell you, I think Billy Napier's staff has seen that. I think it'll be fine. But I would still try to do it. Remember, Osiris Torrance questionable. We'll see if he plays for Florida's offensive line uh, as well. And you know the other thing I think that's interesting? Both secondaries at times have really struggled. If you take a look at their their games, um, because when you have a guy like Jaden Hill, and I'm just using him, making plays, that changes the whole dynamic of your secondary. And it really changes the whole dynamic of your defense, right? So that's important. That's really important. And I think, once again, this is going to be another uh, close game. Not a lot of points in this game. Much like Missouri. Now, Will Campbell for LSU, Greg, to your question, uh, looks like he's going to play. So that'll help in terms of what LSU is going to do. It lo- he, he, had, uh, he went to the hospital and apparently was suffering from severe dehydration. But he's been released. He's scheduled to play. So that will help uh, LSU, you would think. John will be our final caller. John, hello. Hey, Steve. I, I, uh, I started researching this LSU-Florida stuff, and it is so uncanny, some of the things you find. It, the, the overall record is 33-32-3, the two teams head-to-head. 
Um, it's interesting. LSU has been in the SEC championship game six times. They've never faced Florida in that game. They've faced Georgia four, Tennessee two, and they're five and one. So they have five SEC championships. Florida has seven since the game, since the SEC championship game, yet they've never faced one another in that game. I mean, it's fascinating how that works out. Yeah, I mean, sometimes just luck of the, you know, when you have Alabama in the other division, that, you know, changes things too. But, yeah, it just it is a little quirky. Yeah, it is. And, um, I mean, obviously, head-to-head, they're almost identical. They both have big, loud stadiums. The only school in the SEC in their state, NFL talent all over, I mean, it's kind of a neat, uh, you know, rivalry. Well, and um, and I would say to that, enjoy it while you can because it's going away, in my opinion. You really? Yeah. Yeah, if if the SEC goes to a nine-game schedule and they go to pods, I I don't – I mean, anything's possible, but I don't know how you put LSU in Florida's group. Yeah. Oh, so you you don't think there's going to be crossover? Oh yeah. Like, I mean, but it won't be yearly. It won't be yearly. No. Oh, that's um. Oh, I hope that, that, that's won't. my opinion. I mean, they may come up with some kind of formula that makes that happen. But again, I'm a big history guy. Look what's happened to Florida, Auburn. I mean, that that's no longer either. And if the goal mm-hmm. is to get you to you know play other teams around the league more often, and if and if geography is involved here, well that you wouldn't think Florida LSU should be grouped together. But who knows? Yeah, I, I, um, I'm with you. Thank you, Steve. Good show. John, thank you. Appreciate your call. And that'll do it for today's sports scene. Our many thanks to the voices of the Gators for joining us today. Sean Kelly and Mick Hubert. Mick, of course, Mr. Two Bits, and he'll be in the booth for the pregame and in the second quarter for Saturday's game. You want to give a listen to that. I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun for Mick to come back and um, – I'm sure he's looking forward to being Mr. Two-Bits, too. Thanks to David for producing today. Back tomorrow with Prognostication Friday. Love it. Enjoy the rest of your day. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.